You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, and welcome to your weekly wisdom with the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we reflect on various topics for your amusement. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Like, subscribe, share. Rate and review. Don't forget to pray. I am one of your hosts, the architect, Ra, accompanied by Dan. The me- No, I'm just kidding. That's not Dan. Um, so this is a very special episode of the podcast where I'm doing it with Nadia. Hi, Nadia. Hi, Nadia. Hi, Nadia. Um, so this is Nadia. She's been on the podcast before with her cousin Reem in the famous episode, Ayahuasca. Um, go check it out. It is a very informative um, and funny episode where we discuss the uh, Reem's um, adventure in Peru and uh, her Ayahuasca experience. But today... We are going to be discussing uh, the reopening process after COVID-19, right? Because <clears throat> recently in the news, if you've been following the pandemic, um, New York State and New Jersey is moving towards phase two of reopening. Um, actually, um, as of last night... Um, the governor of New Jersey has written um, a new order to take away the stay-at-home order, right? So he's reversed that order. Um, so we're here to discuss a little bit about the the stages of reopening, um, discuss the types of fallbacks that might happen. Is that the right word? Yes. The, the repercussions setbacks is the right word uh some setbacks uh some repercussions um of reopening so what do you think nadia no i think it's going to be a pretty challenging process for a lot of people um for firms for businesses just like a new way of existing now at this point and I'm not really sure how we're going to do it, you know. It's also going to be interesting to see the new dynamic of the workforce, especially mm-hmm. since a lot of people, as of right now, are working from home and they're working from home successfully. Yeah. Um, so there might not be a need to have offices anymore, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, if you hear that barking in the background, that is the very cute Mumu. Um Nadia's she's not dog. that. She's not that cute right now. No, she's she's not, well. She's not cute because she's being, uh, you know, a dog. A monster. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but she is very adorable. You might hear her in the background. So you know, just she just has her. a lot to say about this topic. Yeah, she's very passionate about uh, <laughs> staying at home and being safe. Yes. <laughs> so we a couple of weeks ago. Uh, went on a, a a trip to get some cookies <laughs> to uh, cookies. Uh, one of our favorite spots. Shout out to Insomnia Cookie mm-hmm. or Insomnia Cookies, cookies. excuse me. Um, uh, a, a chain in New York City uh, that has one branch in New Jersey mm-hmm. in Hoboken, mm-hmm. which is many New York City in New mm-hmm. Jersey. Right. So. We went to get some cookies because they were having their um, their seasonal cookies out, the red velvet. And um, we went to get them. And then we drove around a little bit. And what did we see? And uh, and mind you, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> mind you, this was a couple of weeks ago before there was any This was Memorial of, Day weekend. Yes. So, like, was that phase one? Did that phase... was, I, I guess that was phase one. I mean... They allowed beaches to be open. Yes. Um, and we just saw mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, what what did we see? We just saw people being extremely incon- inconsiderate, not abiding by this honor system that I thought we had. Mm-hmm. And people using masks, you know, wrong. Like at this point, I don't know why they would think putting a mask under their chin would be a better idea than putting <laughs> it, you know. You got to protect those chins. Their... Yeah, so <laughs> just walking around in groups with no masks. Yeah. Um taking over all the parks that we were trying to take a nice stroll yeah. um on and we didn't we didn't end up doing any of those outdoor activities yeah we stayed in the car the whole time (laughs) with our masks on yeah yeah because um there was yeah there was there were just so many people outside without masks that we were like fuck it we're gonna wear masks inside the car because we're breathing the same air right now Mm -hmm. so they were very um irresponsible uh, people forgot because just the nice weather and whatnot that they can just go outside, forget about their masks, and you know forget about Corona, which um, which is not good. Which is not. Yeah, good. I mean New Jersey had problems. So after New York, New Jersey had the most cases, right? Like, yeah. So it's just baffling to me that Memorial Day weekend was not. You know, I wasn't mentally prepared to go out and enjoy the outdoor world yet. So I don't know how these people, you know, they must they must be doing it regularly. It couldn't have just been that day, you know, where they were doing that. So I think it was more just like, you know, and then we saw that, that one couple where they went to the pizzeria they had their masks down to the chin. Yeah. And they thought they should use the bathroom over there. I mean, I was just it's it's not cute being outside, you know. Well, yeah, especially like even when I go around walks around my house, my neighborhood, there's not that many people outside. Yeah. And I still keep my mask on. Mhm. One day I was walking like this was like maybe like a month ago. Yeah. I was walking And I walk in front of a house where there's like these two old people outside just chilling on their porch. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why do you have your mask on? Breathe some fresh air like you're outside. You only need that when you're in in proximity to a lot of people. Wow. I'm just like, I'm just trying to be responsible for because I can turn the corner and there could somebody be right there. And they don't have a mask on and they can have the virus and then boom, you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to be cautious as well as, um, you know, trying to keep you old motherfuckers alive. Like, you're the ones who are going to, like, get affected by this, not me. Like, Yeah, that's uh, the thing. God willing, I'll be fine. But Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you have to be careful for other people and i think that's why people are having a hard time because they've never been this selfless before they've never had to change their lifestyle and their routine around you know for the greater good um yeah and it's shocking for some people's system you know like the whole quarantine is a shock to a lot of people and it's like working from home is a really really big deal when you know a lot of people already do it So, like, I, I think it was a shock because of the suddenness of yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't true. like a gradual thing. So, it's like you've been, like, living your life normally for, like, all this time. Like, mm-hmm. I've been in the United States for, like, more than 20 years. I've never seen this happen. Mm-hmm. Since I've been alive, I've never seen something like this happen. Yeah. The last time something like this happened was 100 years ago. Right. So, it's just like people were, like, so they weren't quick to get on board because also it's hard to to get on board with something you can't see the effects of or yeah. you can't see like it's not like it's an enemy that you can see and you can fight you know it's but you like you can hear and you yeah, can you know. like this is an invisible enemy you don't even know if you got it or not and it's like for some people it's hard to believe that like hey i might spread this i might get it i might be hurt by it like you know so it's it was very difficult for people to wrap their heads around something like that and then implement these very strict 
like life altering rules yeah to their like everyday life and if if nothing this is like a first world like problem of like now we don't have our all these luxuries that we're used to mm. and we're all upset about it yeah i mean but it's a heavy first world problem like when people are used to like it's just you were in a system yeah a pro like you were living in a system and it you basically they pulled the cord on it you know pulled the plug whatever and it's it's hard like it's not you know a lot of people are just like oh it's luxury like look at the other countries that have been in a war zone i mean that's that's it's all subjective like this is our reality yes and we're not used to this you know so it is going to be difficult for us um and it also didn't help that you know world leaders including our own um was like you know making it sound a lot much less serious than it was you know i think everybody took it as less serious because i mean me and you i mean you did for sure oh, hell yeah <laughs> you uh, were like I, still I've commuting been, i admitted it like on the podcast at least like six times yeah i was one of those assholes that was like bro this mm, is just fake. like the, yeah this i was like this is just like the fucking swine flu and all mm. the other like crazy diseases that happened mm -hmm. to pop out right before election yeah I know. you know yeah. during election year that so, and like the conspiracy theories that i also like you know <laughs> i still love my uh, conspiracy theory what's your conspiracy theory so my conspiracy theory is that this is uh, a un experiment oh because they want to see how a fast spreading virus will sp will spread in in real time mm -hmm. and how people will react to it so they can make better contingency plans in the future for um worse viruses like the black plague right because the black plague wiped out a third of europe where this is only attacking old people and then this is where other conspiracy theories come it's like old people are like a strain on the economy yeah and then because i mean living... you've always you've always had a thing for old people right i mean you know go listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah that's um, what i'm saying <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> to do testing on them yeah to, so you you hey, have I'll offer myself conspiracy. up after like my <laughs> my 75th birthday like 80 you know really why not what the fuck am i gonna do just sit home all day might as well get some use out of me and no, my I, gigantic head. Yes, um, that's true. So yeah, so that's that's been my conspiracy theory for a while um, since this started, is for them to test out, like, um, like they're like let's say they came together, they thought of contingency plans for a pandemic, and they're like, mm. let's test this out. Mm -hmm. Is this actually gonna work? Is this how actually people are gonna react? Mm -hmm. And then they do this uh a very like um like a lot of people passed right it's almost up to half a million worldwide now like yeah. it's still not a joke but it's better if it was like five million or 500 million you know what i mean right. <clears throat> so um yeah that's been my conspiracy theory so as of right now we've entered phase two or stage two depending mm -hmm. on the wording of the reopening uh process so i have uh some so the stages here for new jersey mm -hmm. so stage one is restrictions relaxed relaxed on low risk activities and appropriately safeguard uh if appropriately safeguarded mm -hmm. so that means um like parks and like recreational spaces outside where people still have to wear their mask and social distance mm -hmm. which is guess what we didn't see happening on <laughs> memorial day in hoboken shout outs to hoboken um, <laughs> um says, i bet you i'm sorry to interrupt you but i bet you everybody that we saw weren't hoboken residents probably not they're probably yeah. Uh, people like us, but more assholes since we followed the yes, rules. Yes, more asshole. Yeah. <laughs> if that's even a word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, stage two. Uh, restrictions relaxed on additional activities that can be easily 
safeguarded. Uh, more work activities are allowed at physical locations only if uh, they adhere to safeguarding and modification guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, all workers who can work from home continue to work from home. For example, uh, a buying manager for a restaurant. So like anybody that doesn't need to physically be there and their work can still be done from home. They can, really shouldn't be there. Yeah, they can just stay home and keep working. Um, mm-hmm. uh, phase three is restrictions are relaxed on most activities with significant uh, safeguarding. Uh, more workers, including in-person meetings, are allowed. Um uh, physical locations only if they can adhere to safeguarding. For example, worker activities to be phased in over the course of stage three may include expanding dining, uh, critical in-office work, limited entertainment, expanding personal cares, and bars with limited capacity. Now, speaking mm-hmm. of stage three, um, so like we said in the beginning of the podcast, uh, the Governor Murphy of New Jersey has lifted the stay-at-home order Mm-hmm. Uh, New York um, returns to indoor dining, includes half capacity seating, Cuomo says. Um, so this is an article from Eater um, uh-huh. talking about how uh, Governor Cuomo has finally unveiled plans for a returning to dining in at the state's restaurants and bars after weeks of calls from restaurant owners. Um, So restaurants can reopen with half capacity indoors, Mm -hmm. uh, but this does not include the numbers of tables uh, set up outdoors. The occupancy limit excludes employees. Tables must be spaced at least six feet apart from each other. Uh, For tables that can't be placed six feet apart, guidelines call for restaurants to install barriers that are at least five feet tall. So, this is uh this is interesting um to start doing this the barriers are interesting if you have fixed seating and mm-hmm. um if you can't uh move your tables around uh it's going to be weird sitting with a piece of plastic like clear plastic between you and another table just talking it might be cool cuz then you know you have less people listening into your conversation yeah you i can think some concentrate people more Especially in New York, the way the restaurants are. Oh, yeah. You know, like so it, tight, you're on top of each other. Oh, yeah, because they try to maximize space so mm-hmm. they can get as many people in there for profit. Yeah. So it's um, the reopening process. It's going to take some time. We're going to see a spike, obviously, because people are more out. You're going to have those, again, assholes that don't follow the rules. Uh, not wear their masks or not sanitize or wash their hands properly, um, which is mind blowing, honestly. Because, like, I, I I've seen people go to the bathroom and just walk straight out, and I'm like, you disgusting. That was before COVID, you know. I mean, I don't know if those people changed, but I, gotta, I really I hope wonder so. where that comes from. Is it like know. a laziness? Is it? How are you that lazy? Like I'm lazy, but I'm not that lazy. Yeah, you're not. You're not like lazy to the point where you're dirty, right? Yeah. Because there are people that are lazy to the point where they don't shower. You know. Like, I know it's weird. Um, which is what you look like sometimes. But... So, what are the possible scenarios of these stages of reopening? Right. We can't control people's actions. Right, so we have to we have to have this uh, level of trust to the individuals that are going to be occupying society to follow these rules, right? So one case is that we open up, um, people don't follow the rules; uh, they just like fuck it, everything's opening up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a second wave, and we're forced to close again. Mm-hmm. The other side of that is the same thing happens, but instead of closing, everybody's like, no fucks given. We're just going to keep it open. Um, and, you know, as in the famous words of Drago, if they die, they die. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so uh, we have 
right now other countries and some states in the United States that are on the rise. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, like Arizona, Texas, um, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. They're, ha- they're, have- they're increasing cases like every day. You know, like Texas increased like over like 200 cases. Um, and it's just Texas has been open for a long time, though. You know? Yeah. So they were they even closed? I don't know. <laughs> well, but, the, the, the thing is with Texas is that they even if they are open like like between one town from texas to the other is like 300 miles so <laughs> i mean huge yeah they really have not. the space mm-hmm. um but it's again it's all about just following the social distancing uh i know japan, japan and korea are having some rise in numbers because they've started reopening yeah but i but think you japan said it spiked a little bit but yeah. they came down again and yeah. why did they come down again it's the enforcing of the masks, you know, which is like they're used to that. They're used to that lifestyle already um, when they're sick, you know, and like you said, with like pollution, they're just used to it. Um, but they, it is being enforced more. And I think like that's what it depends on. Um, you know, I know like well, you can't control people. Yeah. However, as businesses and as public places you can make sure that people don't come in that are not abiding so businesses are allowed to turn away customers and they should turn away customers that are not abiding by the you know the rules you know especially for gyms and like places that have this like 50 percent capacity you know like oh we're going to talk about gyms later because i don't even know how they're going to come back Um, i have a few ideas like there are some gyms that have We'll, we'll, in other states. we'll discuss those in a little bit, but I want to talk about, so with Japan, Korea, and like other Asian countries, they just have this type of societal structure where, where people are very respective of each mm-hmm. other. So, and when you don't, you kind of get shamed. Um, mm-hmm. and now I'm not an expert. I could be a hundred percent wrong about <laughs> everything I'm saying right now. Um, but from what I've seen, uh, that's like what my understanding is of like the culture. Um, so that's why they're very like, if you're sick, you wear a mask or like mm-hmm. without even being asked, like it's what you do. I mean, they, they'll, they'll wear masks here, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I've like, we have a lot of, um, uh, Asian, uh, I have a lot of Asian coworkers and even before COVID, like when they were sick, like they would come in with like a mask, um, just to like you know yeah and i mean americans don't do that you know they sneeze in their sleeve and that's what it is nah they, we just don't give a fuck because yeah, you know america you know. uh, <laughs> yeah um, you know and then they wonder they're like why are they walking around with masks well uh to protect you you know and so on so with with the rise of with with a pandemic like this and the um what how's what's the word i want to use like for future pandemics like because a pandemic like this will now that it's happened i feel like it might be more frequent mm-hmm. um how like people might as a precaution leave dense cities mm-hmm. and in doing so and if it does happen cities like new york property is going to go down yeah because the demand isn't as high anymore and the reason why new york city price uh property is so like expensive because the demand is high mm-hmm. so if the demand drops significantly the prices drop significantly and what does that mean for the future or the typology of New York? Like, what does the workforce look like? What does um, the future of public transit look like if um, working from home becomes the norm? Do we see a rise in automobile sales? Um, do we see a less of 
an investment in public transportation infrastructure uh, because the workforce is not traveling anymore. Now, this might not happen everywhere, um, and it might take a while for this to get implemented. It might take like another 10 years, depending on how uh, we see profit, uh, how businesses see fit to you to get profit from um, all this, uh, like staying at home, not having to pay for uh, offices or just paying for less office space. Yeah. So, you know, that's really, that could really affect commercial real estate. And that's a really big part of New York city, Manhattan's economy, you know, and the whole way, uh, it's structured and just the way that city moves and that the way that city makes money. Yeah. Um, A lot of those high rises are just office spaces and yeah um so what so what happens to like the new york typography um if all those office spaces aren't needed anymore what do they become do they become more entertainment do they become uh just more housing like do a lot of those spaces get converted into livable spaces like it's going to be interesting to see if if like this typography or if this um working from home becomes the norm Um, yeah and that's also gonna uh reshape the the home like it's the home is gonna have to be different you know like office offices usually aren't um a typical room in in a house but now in the moving Mm -hmm. forward there might have to be and gyms and other ways of um you know, interacting in your home because you're going to be spending more time there. So usually you're 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 away from your house for eight hours a day or longer yeah, if you're you commuting. <laughs> and now if you're staying home all day, well, the home has to change to, um, it has to change for the new way of living. It's just yeah. Um, I mean, it. I think it depends on the industry. You know, I mean, like. For somebody like you who's an architect, like I don't think, you know, working from home is sustainable. You obviously can't do that, you know, especially if you have to go out well, and I actually think working be there. From home at least seventy percent of the time is gonna be what it is, right? Because mm-hmm. you'll go into the office to have client meetings and like um team meetings. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you we don't really need to be in the office and this has proven that right because everybody's working pretty well from home um our firm has said like we've been able to meet all our deadlines our clients are happy we're servicing them properly so um we could just keep going like this and my bosses could save money on rent yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. They'll they'll also have to track like employee performance now because employee yeah, performance true. was already pretty, like you know, a lot. Like employers lost a lot of money with just having employees in the office, just being just messing around. Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, which includes everybody. Like when I used to work in nine to five, there was a lot of time I wasted a lot of time. So. I don't know what the performance is going to be like. That's something that we're not going to know until like 2022, to be honest. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Like going back to the high rises and stuff, like it could also be that because rent has already like fell a little bit in Manhattan, like 2%, I remember. And then um, the like the new leases already fell like... I think like over like over sixty or seventy percent. So people are obviously not going into new leases in like these last few months. But I wonder if like people that are lower income, I mean, can't be lower income to be renting out in Crown Heights and Manhattan, anyways. But people on the lower end of that rental might not exist anymore. So it might just be the wealthy and the super wealthy that will be renting out spaces in or buying spaces in New York and that's but what are they going to be buying spaces for? I They're mean not buying so spaces then it would be like workforce. housing. No, but that that's what I mean it would just have to be it would just be 
catering more to that but if group of but if people. why would it the the thing is is that if if i'm working from home i i guess working from home while living in the city is going to be nice because then you have a better nightlife mm-hmm. right um but if it's expensive and let's say my job i'm not making a lot of money then why would i live in the city if the prices are going to stay expensive no exactly so so then you would be leaving the city you and people that are making less money than i you understand but because be of less people going in and out of the city because of less people working directly in the city now obviously your restaurants and stuff like that are also going to f- get affected by by that because there's less foot traffic <clears throat> i yeah. forgot how many millions of people commute into the city every day i mean and then and then that's where the public transportation comes right in. so you you have the public transportation plus the the food and beverage business because people go out for lunch and go out for dinner after work or go for mm-hmm. a drink or mm-hmm. so all that stuff if people are gonna leave dense cities is gonna affect the the nightlife and like again the that the whole typography of the of new york city and what it's also going to affect is the topography of the towns that people live in because now more people are staying within their towns so Mm -hmm. their towns will have to open up more stuff to either entertain or feed or or service the the community that's becoming larger because people are just staying within it they're not traveling to work yeah and and new jersey is going to get more expensive than it already is yeah that's what it seems like maybe i mean but what i think i mean i i mean i think that's extreme like i don't think yeah we're talking about like that's we're talking about another universe yeah yeah. (laughs) um but yeah in in my universe it's like new york city is just and i i mean i'm i'm totally kind of the opposite of what you're saying but New York City is just going to be like wealthy people that are coming from other states and they're just buying property there and they're living there and maybe they're creating more land, like more things for tourists, you know, that are coming in and people that are lower income and middle income are leaving. They're coming to the suburbs. I mean, they're already leaving now. They're already leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's so expensive and that's why prices in New Jersey have shot up. And New Jersey has become pretty much the housing, like, district for New York City. For New York City. Yeah. Uh, without all the frills. And it, like, all the, yeah. all the town, uh, all the townships and, like, in New York, in New Jersey that are, like, half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour away from the city, they are building a lot of housing complexes near train stations that yeah. go directly into New York City. And those apartments are not cheap. No. They're probably uh, a little bit less expensive or the same price as some of those New York City apartments, but mm-hmm. the trade-off is you're getting more space, yeah, which a lot of people space. don't mind, um, especially if you're working in New York and you're making a decent salary and you can yeah. afford that, then you know you're, the trade-off for space is like, why not? Yeah, and I think that's the smart move anyways. I mean, who really wants to shell out like... 3300 for yeah, 500 that's, square feet. <laughs> that's, yeah, pretty much like you're living in a closet and paying mm-hmm. like $1,500 and you have six roommates. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I actually, when I used to work like in, you know, in a company in New York City, like a girl literally had like five roommates. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, and it's, I was like, how do you do it? And she was like, it was amazing. I love it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I loved it. But it would, you know, if if that parallel, if that other universe does happen, then it could be total collapse of multiple things like commercial real estate, the transportation. And then we would, that would be like a, that would be more than just a recession. So right now, trans public transportation, proper public transportation is very important to the economy because that's what the main workforce uses, right? Your your yeah. middle and low income classes, that's what they use is public transportation. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a city like New York, 
everybody uses public transportation, right? Yeah. The subways mm-hmm. and everything like that. When you come out into places like New Jersey where a car is needed, but if you can't afford the car plus insurance and gas every week or twice a week, then you're paying for public transportation uh, to get to and from work. And that becomes very important. And if And they've shown studies where better and more efficient public transportation actually makes the city more money because yeah. of the workforce. Yeah. And uh, actually on Hassan Minhaj's, uh The Patriot Act, he talked about uh, about public transportation yeah. and how the car really industry is trying to kill it in some places. Yes. And oh, my God. So it was a very great, it was a very good episode to get um, some info about that. Go check it out. I mean, every uh, episode of The Patriot Act. Yeah, it's fucking very amazing. Good. Um, so let's let's go back to gyms. You said you had some ideas about how they can. Um... So I mean, gyms. I mean, a lot of them are going to have to follow the restaurant protocol, where it's like fifty percent capacity or twenty five percent capacity, and um, <clears throat> which is a big deal. Um, I think you know they are going to be it. It it depends on the little boutique gyms where they do the classes. You know, it's like boot camp classes, stuff like that. So they already have like different stations. They already have like individual stations. I think like for classes, gym class, like boot, those type yeah. of gyms. You like know, the they're biking gonna, classes or like the... they're they're going to require people to sign up in advance. You know, you can't. There's going to be no more like just walk in and join the class. Yeah. But like gyms where it's just the gym and you're just going in to weight lift or do cardio. I think they're going to, you know, my gym, it's not open yet, but they sent me an email about all the sanitation that they're going to be doing and all the deep cleaning that they're going to be doing. So the hours are going to probably be limited. Capacity is going to be, you know, much less. So there will be a different system. And I think a lot of them in other in other uh, cities that have opened up, you know, like Texas, for example, there are some some like facilities that I follow, um, you know, a lot of them have just moved on to almost like reservation only, you know. Oh, yeah. I was going to suggest that. There's only a time slot. But that's much easier for people that have those boutique classes where it's just, you know, kickboxing, um, you know, like CrossFit. But a gym where it's just free weights and people are just coming in and out like the way I used to go to the gym. And my gym used to be 24 hours, so yeah. I don't know <clears throat> what they're going to do. They're definitely not going to be 24 hours. They're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to close, I would hope, to do, like, serious sanitation. But I don't even think I'm going back to the gym this year. I mean, I really, it's really hot outside, and it kind of sucks to yeah work out outside. But gyms have, they're already, like, such a germ pool, yeah, before that's corona. a word. Yeah. It's already oh, staff, such a germ. You can easily get staph infections from the bathroom if you're not. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know, and that's oh, before, yeah. Also, I think like pools, saunas. Like my gym had a sauna, a steam room. I don't see those places staying open, and they shouldn't. Um, I think like the biggest responsibility is on the people that are running these things, you know, and yeah, so all business owners. They have to really like say no, if somebody walks in. And they don't have a reservation. If somebody walks in that didn't sign up, they shouldn't be allowed in. There shouldn't be any um, leeway in that. There shouldn't be any leeway in any type of mask. Like if you need a mask, I don't know how people are going to work out with masks. But a lot of the boutique classes, they already have those stations. So you can set them six more than six feet apart. But it's going to hurt. You know, it's going to hurt like the business. It's oh really yeah, hurt, gym, you know, the gym capacity. industry is going to have to redefine itself. They are, and and a lot of them are moving on virtual, you know. So there's that whole market. There's there's those people that are committed to working out online and staying. So I don't they know if you want to work out. I don't know if you've seen those Peloton commercials. Oh yeah, Peloton or so whatever. Something like that is going to skyrocket in business. Yeah, I mean, they were actually like losing money. They were actually doing bad pre-COVID-19 and people were making fun of them. There was that one ad with like, there was like a Christmas ad where yeah. 
you know, where they got like all this heat because the guy gave his girlfriend or his wife <laughs> like for Christmas. And I mean, you understand it. I always liked the idea of it. It was just very expensive. So I always oh, yeah, thought it's super it was expensive. Just... So I wonder if they're going to like lower their prices so more people can buy it. And then you have your classes online and they're kind of, it's like a Zoom call, but with, with and much better people are doing that now. Yeah. But it's like a Zoom call and you're on a bike or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, one thing with reservations online for gyms, what if they do like, so you, you make an account and then you can only reserve like twice a week for like a half hour, or, like 45 minute session in a mm -hmm. time slot. And then maybe, you know, since you're, since people are working from home, they can kind of use their lunch hour to go to their gym that's close to their house and, you know, spend that 45 minutes there yeah. and then they kind of stagger people. Um, mm -hmm for for their equipment like usually their equipment are right up against each other right mm -hmm. uh one way i can see them kind of like the restaurants are doing putting screens between the tables if they mm -hmm. remove like let's say for treadmills if they remove mm -hmm. one treadmill space out the rest and then put mm -hmm. like that plastic barrier in between then you can have every one of those treadmills running right but then you're gonna have to hire someone who's consistently like spraying down the machines after every use because even before corona people you again on the honor system where you'd had to go get one of those like towelettes and then like yes. wipe your station down they after weren't use. doing that no nobody was fucking doing that <laughs> i do it but they yeah i i did it, it before and after because and i know after, nobody yeah. did so i mean it's also gonna change like i'm i'm thinking like from a business perspective like memberships and how how will you charge people now? People should be penalized for making a reservation and oh, not, definitely. not, you know, not showing up, but I'm, I'm assuming they're going to make them pay in advance. So you're already paying in advance. So are you paying per time? Per you use class. So per class. And I wonder if, so if I'm not things... even talking about classes. I'm talking about like the free weights and like things like that, where you have like screens in between and you can use the machines. So like, let's say I, I, go online i make a reservation like okay how long do i have to cancel be before like how much time do i have to cancel before and am i being charged let's say weekly on twice a week that i go to the gym or i'm being charged per time i go to the gym like what do you think like i think I, I, I think for the free weights and stuff it shouldn't be more like there are time slots where you can go mm-hmm that you're allowed to go, I don't know, based on maybe when you signed up for the membership, you pick a time slot before, or it's according to your member number, I, I don't know. But you pick that window, and then they, you know, you book in that window, and, you know, it, it just fills up. Or you could do, like, for example, for, like, my business, if I have, like, a bus, and it only has, like, 50 seats, I'm only going to be allowed to fit 25 people so yeah. the gym could do that where it's all online and before you go to the gym you check in and if it's already filled to capacity you can't go in you know and it'll be just like we used to have to order instacart where every <laughs> time you went online it was you you wouldn't be able to get it so that's definitely going to happen you know um you're not going to be able to get into a lot of places so because... one one of the other things you had mentioned was like pools and saunas and such so since those places again like you had said are like bacteria farms um <laughs> yeah. what happens to places like the ymca Oh. Like what happens to places like those youth centers, mm -hmm. right? Because, again, those are very important to communities. I haven't even thought about those poor guys because the youth centers and the community centers are so... A lot of people would go there just to, you know, if they couldn't afford like a gym or, yeah. you know, they were they, to, with their friends and stuff. But I think it's just going to take a hit. You know, all those things are going to take a hit and it's going to be that capacity thing. It's going to come back to, they have these regulations where it's like you can open up, but you have to be 25%, 50%. So that's just the yeah. way they're going to operate. I mean, I've also been reading that a lot of businesses in phase two are not even going to open Yeah, because it's just wait. too much. Yeah. It's just too much like to do and too much to like the expenses have skyrocketed. 
and the money that's going to be coming in is going to be less than minimum or you know not even break even so it's gonna suck like you're gonna see a lot of people that are not gonna exist anymore and the and new people are gonna come out like there's this company called class pass that has been around for so long um and it's all it's just you get a pass for all these awesome awesome places in new york where they have different type of fitness things mm -hmm. so they don't teach anything they just give you like like you just buy per class and you just try out everything. So I think people like them could really like partner up and make like a system where it's much easier for everybody to be able to do what they want and also for the businesses to, you know, keep to like stay open. Yeah, but I think the way people do business, like the way people do business evolve is um like how people's doing of business evolves in the future because of pandemic mm -hmm. um is gonna need software that mm. controls their traffic and does it in a very very smart way mm -hmm. um and that's gonna mean apps that's gonna so if you're if you're not someone who can like develop these things for your business or um, like you said, like that place that does passes now is going to be developing software where you can use their software to have your clients interact with your business, whatever it may be, and uh, do time slots or mm -hmm. um, make reservations and whatnot and keep track of all of this. Um, those are going to become very important in the future. Um, yeah, I mean, for New York City, most of those gyms already had time slots you know they were already so popular but like that's for classes right so yeah for classes yeah we keep going like back gym, to classes yeah yeah but i mean like new york sports club and stuff like that you know those are those are different and equinox and stuff like that yeah you know? and also new jersey i mean new jersey is just we have so many gyms in new jersey that are just like retro retro you <laughs> yeah. know like that i just don't know i mean they're gonna see a big i mean my cousin and i were talking about how much the fitness the health and fitness industry is gonna suffer and she was like well they need to <laughs> and it was because they she was just like because they were really like people were, they were making so much money off of people at this point that you know, the hit that they're going to take is going to be, it's, it's really going to like leave the people that have commitment to staying healthy and working out and losing weight. It's also going to be people that won't. It's going to be interesting to see how personal training is going to evolve in as well. Virtual personal training. I mean, you can do one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yeah. That is probably an industry. That part of the industry is even going to get bigger. Probably yeah. it's going to expand even more. And these, all these on Instagram, trainers that are online that give you the meal plans like that is just going to keep growing and growing so if you're in that industry then you should hone your skills even more yeah. and keep it keep it going you know all right let's uh we've been talking about this for a little bit um let's move on to something else how different do you think people would have handled this pandemic if it wasn't old people being targeted by this virus if it was like young kids hmm. because the way we i feel like we approached this virus was very nonchalant because it was killing people that were already like sick or like on their way out like you know yeah they were immunocompromised yeah uh like so what if it was like targeting our young because I feel like we, we act very different between the two, right? Like, we're like, oh, well, you know, they lived a long life. They did what they had to do. I know that's fucked up Yeah. what I'm saying, but uh, societally, it's true, right? Like, again, we said earlier on the podcast, like, how old people become a burden on the economic system, especially mm -hmm. if they're retired, they're getting paid pensions, they're getting paid um, social security and whatnot and you're retiring at 60 and dying at 90 that's 30 years of social security that needs to be paid 65. when you know what i mean whatever yeah. so, let's say 70 
right? Yeah. By the time we retire, it's really, probably going to be 80. I mean, 60s, most people are so Well, 60s, in like in the boomers, right? That's yeah. when they retire. Right. Okay, you're right, yeah. Right Now, ours is like higher. They raise the, because people are living longer. Yeah. So it's like you have like 30 years of like people living and then having like they're this become this financial burden um and it, i and i'm i'm saying this but like it's fucked up to say but it it is what it is yeah it's the truth it's so like, you let's say you you started working when you were like 18 or whatever until 60 you you put in your time and now you're retired and now you're you're from like let's say 20 to 60 is 40 years Mm-hmm. and then you're retired and you live for another 30 so like it's you're almost putting in 50 percent in the workforce and then you're not putting in 50 percent, but you're taking money right yeah so that becomes like a very like weird system that doesn't work anymore that i think that's eventually going to get abolished and a new system is going to take place yeah um so it's like something like universal basic income or I don't know, something that's going to evolve from that that's maybe a little bit better. Um, yeah, and more fair for everybody. Yeah, especially with like automation, even more automation. Like when factories came along and like you had these machines and they were taking people's jobs, people, mm-hmm. but our economy evolved yeah. into something else. And then with more automation, like self-driving vehicles and something like that yeah our, our it's going to take some time but then our economy is going to evolve again into something new so but again we, we got away from it but how do <laughs> but you think if it was kids yeah. i mean i i you can go no i'm sorry i keep cutting you <laughs> off go ahead no i mean i don't i honestly don't know like i think it would people it would just be a lot more chaotic than it already was i think people would take it a lot more seriously um and people would be much more responsible socially um i don't know what we would do if we really lost children to this it would be even worse than it already is like i completely agree because if this virus was spreading through children and we know children like one person gets a cold Everybody in the classroom gets that cold. And then everybody yes. in those houses gets colds. Like, right? look what happened to the, those poor nursing homes. You know? Yeah. Like, so, totally like, gone. if a virus like this happens and it happens to children, I think we'd be, well, first of all, there would be more panic. Yes. Especially from parents. Uh, those kids would be home. Parents would be like, I'm not fucking going to work because I'm not bringing this virus home and killing my child. Yeah. Um, and they'll be like... And at, I, in my opinion, I think this is the time where people would be like, fuck the economy. I'm not yeah. having my, I'm not burying my They wouldn't my be children. complaining about no, sitting at home. No, they would be like out trying to fucking hurt people that are, mm-hmm. have been um, breaking the rules. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be a lot more blame, you know, than oh, there already yeah. is, you know, oh, and yeah. it would be a lot more individual blame on people and blaming each other for infecting your kid so on um and it it would just be mass destruction that's the way i see it like just same here you know more than we've already had in the last few months of staying in quarantine oh my god that is very true um with with the recent protests how much do you think cases are going to spike and so so with the recent protest cases might spike but the governors are continuing to reopen right they're not holding their reopening to see what testing is going to be like right which kind of shows me that even if they do test and even if cases do rise they're kind of not going to roll back reopening. They're just going to keep going forward. Like your previous yeah, I think, idea. I think they're if, in the if mode. If the wave of, does come back in the fall is what they keep talking about in the articles. Yeah. That we might just keep. I mean, 
you could say that all the people that are, like a lot of people that are protesting are younger and yes you know you could say that but i mean the amount of people is already so concerning the amount of people um that have been out at this point is just i know they're wearing masks but yeah. it's just it's, they're doing their best and it comes to show you that even with a pandemic and at the risk of their own health Life, and the yeah. health of their families, they're still out there in mass yeah. because it's such an important thing that you have to protest. Yeah, um, I mean, and people are trying to, you know, make it seem like, oh my God, you know, why are you protesting when you know you're supposed to be sitting at home? I don't think they understand the gravity of No, the and they're going to, and the news cycles um, are going to try to spin the rise of, um cases to the protests to the protests but it's and too gonna, soon it's like but when they do and mm. I, I read this online uh they were like they're gonna show mm. black the black community and with that title correlation in like, correlation mm -hmm. with the rise of corona you know mm -hmm. and that's what they're gonna try to do and i just hope people can understand that's what's gonna happen so they don't start blaming the black community again because it's not the the black community's fault right it's yeah. the systemic racist system that put them in this situation and yeah. um it I has mean, it's to just change. a shame it's just a shame that it happened again and we were sitting at home at that time and we had plenty of time and energy yes. and frustration mm -hmm. to go out if it didn't happen then they wouldn't be out there yeah you know just like they haven't been plenty of times exactly and you know it's just at this point like you said like they don't even they don't even think about the people that they come home to yeah so it clearly is bigger than, than and i've what seen we have i've seen pictures and videos of uh older generations out there protesting as well a lot and god bless them um a lot. for risking their health um because they know how important this matter is um, yeah, and they have to be them there with them, you know. Yes. All these gen there's like multiple generations, right? There's yes. like our our parents, people older, our grandparents, and then there's us, and then there's the young. Yes. TikTokers too. <laughs> <laughs> the TikTokers. <laughs> yes. Know. But yeah, um, I hope uh, I hope we see proper change. Um, I hope. We keep fighting for proper change. I hope that we don't get a disaster or something that's big that shifts our attention from this movement. Again. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we, we don't know if a natural disaster is going to come where we kind of need to shift um, our attention to it to help or whatnot. Uh, I really hope um we just it we're just able to concentrate on this for a while to mm -hmm. to start resolving it and have proper change um yeah i think i mean i think you already see and feel a shift yes there's so many you know little things that have already just companies and people and like really calling each other out and saying talking about how many employees they have you know that are black on the corporate level and like they're really having these big conversations that they were just having on twitter at one point yes that, that's the only place you would find it you know that's the only in in threads and, and now it's yeah, like twitter really, podcasts like you yeah said, threads and just or, blogs and yeah. it's just you know and now it's out in the open and i think that is what the shift is going to be and I, I i'm just hoping that it's you know it's it's scary um because it's it's going to be change so yes um i think that's uh it's time to wrap it up okay. um thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the los wise guys podcast thank you to my special guest nadia um for joining me to talk about this uh because dan really hates talking about this type of stuff Really? Um, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, not the protest stuff, but the like the like opening the opening an economy and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. 
so he it's he, boring yeah sometimes. he doesn't enjoy talking about it but um thank you for joining me on this episode um i hope you everyone that's listening has enjoyed it and uh we're gonna try to do more um mm-hmm. with me and you mm-hmm. so we'll see i hope you had a good time on this i part. had an awesome time thank you great um thank you for listening social distance stay home wear your mask wear your mask wash your hands wash your hands sanitize if you have and uh have a good yeah and have a good rest of the week Mm -hmm.